Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Trap Rock 101 podcast by Pirates and Poets. I am your host, John Burns, and I am joined tonight uh, live from Nederland, Texas, by the one and only Jerry Diaz. Hello. And his uh, daughter, Miss Danielle Diaz. Hello. Also known as the boss of Pirates and Poets. Uh, this is a special edition because we are going to talk a little bit about the very unique set of circumstances that have uh, been happening uh, in the past week in the Trap Rock Parrothead world. Uh, I think unique is a polite way of putting it, probably. That is a polite way. Yeah, so before we get into all that, I want to remind you uh, that uh, this is the Trap Rock 101 podcast. You can find us online at piratesandpoets.net slash troprock101. If you want to listen to us, you can do it on our website or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and lots of other places. So uh, with that being said, let's just get to it. Um, just a little bit of background here. On Sunday, July 19th, Billy Brim was, I'm going to use the word impeached, as a the president of the PHIP board, and that started a shitstorm of epic proportions in the <laughs> greater Trap Rock Paradead community. Um, I'll let y'all take it from there and give I'll a little let more Danielle context. Take it from there. I'll let Jerry take. No, okay. Um, I, I think that everyone has. You know, we have multiple sides, which is not correct. We shouldn't be doing that. We're all parrot heads. Um, we are also a lot of other things, not just parrot heads. Um, and because our parrot head community has kind of over the last. I would say probably 10 to 15 years has evolved into more than just um, Jimmy Buffett fan clubs. I think that a lot of people feel betrayed um, because on a local level, we feel um, that we're not just Jimmy Buffett fans, but from a um, Parrot Heads in Paradise standpoint, they think, you know, they're part of their I guess not per their bylaws because that's not what the bylaw says, but their um, interpretation of the PHIP and the clubs is that we are um, solely a Jimmy Buffett fan club. So I think it's caused a lot of um, dissent within the masses and that's brought us to where we are today. Yeah. And I would say that Billy kind of campaigned on a platform of change of trying to merge, not merge, but, uh, Mend some fences between the Trap Rock and Parrothead world, and from what I can see, that got shut down pretty quickly, and that's what got him impeached, and that's what started everything else. And, you know, I feel that the general public feels now that, you know, I, I don't know about other clubs across the country, but here in our club, our president um, talks to us about who we think is appropriate for him to vote for, um, you know, because... Different people have different relationships with the um, people on the ballot, you know, just because they may know them, they may not have a close relationship. And so they ask for our input and our input for our club was to vote for him. And we voted for him. And now we feel like our vote didn't count because, you know, obviously he was voted president by the majority of the uh, local presidents, you know, and and here we are six months later and he's gone yes and like i said once the word got out that billy had been impeached um it, things got really ugly really quick i will own the fact that i contributed to a lot of the hell raising um as did i 
and I don't regret a single thing I said, but still, uh, you can only carry on like that for so long before it's time to figure out how to fix things. I would feel bad about that had you and I not been fighting this fight already for a few years. Um, when you sit down with um, the PHIP president um, and discuss potential changes to PHIP and, and most especially to MOTM, and they agree with you or at least they placate you in a meeting and say that, you know, everyone feels this way, but things won't change. And so we're like, okay, we, we need a new president. Billy's running. We vote for him and still things don't change. And, you know, from, from a member standpoint, you know, that feel it, it feels like that PHIP is going to die, you know, and it's not ever going to change. And, you know, I'm 42 years old. I, you know, I consider myself still a kid, you know, certainly compared to the majority of the um, paired head world, you know, I'm on the younger side of it, which is sad. I should be somewhere in the middle. We should have younger members than me, but we don't have that many. And I think that the reason for that is PHIP is not evolving. Um, And I think it's going to die if they don't. So, Everybody needs to remember that the elections that are coming up are very important. Um, you need to take time to figure out who it is that you want to vote for and do your research. And, you know, hopefully this time your vote will count. If there are, is enough turnover on the board, then, you know, it's quite likely that your vote will count and it could implement some changes in PHIP. And again, I say most especially MOTM because that is our family reunion. Um, that is where we, the majority of us get together once a year in the same location to hang out with and to catch up with life. And so just remember your, you know, who you're voting for. And if you are not a president and you don't get a direct vote, speak to your club president and tell them who you think that they should advocate for and why. Yes. But after three or four days of a whole lot of carrying on and, unpleasantness on all fronts uh jerry diaz kind of stepped in and calmed the waters and offered a idea solution um to move things forward and that that idea is the creation of a network of social clubs that is built it's still built around the music and the community but is not beholden to any one artist or corporate entity and I know some people don't know the whole background of Jerry and the Diaz family, why he is in a unique position to propose in this kind of organization. That is because Jerry is one of the two founding fathers of the Parrothead Meeting of the Minds organization. So, Jerry, Danielle, talk a little bit about the early 90s, uh, Yoss Parrothead Club here in the Golden Triangle, the first Meeting of the Minds, all that good stuff. Okay, um, yes, uh, I started the second Parrothead Club in the country behind Atlanta, which I was Scott Nickerson, in 1988. We uh, came along in 1989 and had a club here in Beaumont, Texas. Um, and not too long after that, 1992, um, had the idea to get together with Scott's Club in New Orleans and kind of share best practices. We announced that in the Coconut Telegraph um, about six months ahead of time, and other people were very interested and wanted to come to this uh, 
meeting of the minds is what we called it. And um, in the in the process, a few clubs got started um, actually before we even got together in New Orleans. But after we left New Orleans, uh, 40 more clubs started within six months. And all the, the founders were at that meeting. Um, so that's how Meeting of the Minds got started. Again, that was in December of 1992. Uh, since then, um, yeah, really devoted my, most of my time in this uh, genre to playing music, performing, and um, wasn't even in a Parrothead club until, oh, probably late 90s, early 2000, and now I'm in uh, four or five different Parrothead clubs, and um, still performing, of course, and still making albums, and um, having fun doing it. And Danielle, I think it's important for people to understand, uh, you know, you talked about that you are still young in the, in the broad sense of the community. Uh, so am I, both of us, have, I've spent my entire adult life in this community. You spent most of your life period in this community. So explain I was a little bit. 11 years old when we started our club. Um, so here I am 42, you know, I mean, that was a re, you know, the majority of my life was spent in a parrot head club in the trop rock world, what's now known as the trop rock world, but, but more importantly, this community, um, I joke all the time with, you know, my friends and acquaintances outside of the community and I, you know, make statements like I could go anywhere in the country and I can, I have somebody's couch to sleep on. And I truly believe that I've made friends all over the country. I mean, some people outside of the United States, I've made friends outside of the United States that are parrot heads. And, um, you know, this PHIP and MOTM are huge memories for me. And the people that I met through this are family. And so this this last week, or actually really the last five years, have been very difficult for me to grasp because it does mean so much to me. I don't know that there's anyone else out there who can understand, you know, what I feel when, you know, pretty much my entire life has been devoted to this. I've been to um, every MOTM except for... I believe three years after it moved from New Orleans to Key West, I was not 21. So I think it was three years that I didn't get to go. And then one year um, I got married and we couldn't afford to go. And uh, so every other MO team is, I have been there and, you know, been involved in a lot of clubs. I've been a member of, I don't even know how many clubs. And, um, you know, it, it, it means a lot to me and I want to see it, see it continue. And I want to see it grow. I just think it, um, with the current perspective that they have, um, it's it's on a path to fade out. You know, um, as much as I love Jimmy Buffett, um, and I do, I love Jimmy Buffett. I've, you know, been to concerts since I was, you know, five, six years old. I've been going to Jimmy Buffett concerts. And I just don't believe that if uh, PHIP and MOTM stay on the path that they're on, that there will be any potential for growth, you know. And I think that kind of leads us to Jerry's uh, idea to honor what PHIP thinks it should be, but still um, still move the community forward with a future that could last beyond Jimmy Buffett's career and or lifespan. So take it away, Jerry. That's correct. Well, what I saw 
I mean, obviously there's a lot of people who are trying to change PHIP into something, um, well, actually, as Danielle said, moving in a different direction. It, it appears that PHIP does not want to move in a different direction. And I, you know, I don't have a problem with that. If that's, you know, if that's the way it was chartered and there, there may be things that none of us know about cause we're not on the board that, prevent them from moving the organization in a different direction. And that's the way I'm going to approach it. I've got nothing bad to say about PHIP. Um, I, you know, I'm, I, I guess I feel uh, disappointed, that'd be the word. But uh, I say instead of trying to change that organization, I want to form a, a new organization that really does fill a need that people are obviously – feel lots of people feel and that is to promote independent trop rock music uh in the past when phip formed it was really the only place for you to go to find like-minded people but now that's not the case with the the you know the advent of the internet um you know it's easy to get the word out uh, about all the independent artists that are out there making trop rock music so, it's not really completely necessary to depend on Parrothead Clubs uh, to get that network going. So, my idea is to come up with a, a social, a music social network uh, of clubs similar to PHIP, but not focusing only on Jimmy Buffett. Uh, this is a, an organization that will be uh, focused on the independent trop rock musician and some other musicians who are part of our community. Um, but it'll, it will also be a way for these musicians to connect with fans in a way that I think has not been possible up to this point. So I saw a need, uh, obviously a lot of people agree with me. So we're going to launch this new network. We don't have a name for it yet, but we're working on that. And we have, uh, kind of an outline of what, we, what he wanted to be. So as we... As we sit here, and we've sat here for several hours tonight, talked and brainstormed um, ideas for this, you are seeing this as something that is not, it's not a complete insane asylum, but it is nowhere nearly as structured as what people are used to through Paradox Clubs, correctly? That is correct. Um, there'll be some some structure, but not, not a whole lot. It'll be more of a... Uh, friends informal, getting together. Yeah, friends getting together, and... Uh, basically what we're going to do is kind of try to provide the information that fans need to con to interact with artists and artists need to interact with the fans, uh, something that's never been done as far as I know, um, you know, at least to this scale. And, um, our goal basically is to increase the number of trop rock performances, um, you know, tenfold from what they are now. And we think we can do that because there are people who want to hear independent trop rock music. There are people who want to make it for them. It's just they're not getting together with the frequency that I think they could. And uh, I, I know several people have mentioned on social media that they are worried that um, these, this could hurt the charitable endeavors of Paradox clubs across the country. Um, I think all of us who sat here tonight agree that you know, doing good work in the community could definitely be a part of this, but it's not going to be the focus 
and selling point maybe that it has been? Well, let me say this. We're not suggesting, you know, getting away, getting rid of or trying to hurt your local parrot head club or PHIP by any means. Um, you know, we're not restricted to only be part of one social network. You know, we can choose to be as a part of as many social networks as we want. I mean, there are members that, you know, are part of the Ozzy Osbourne fan club and they're a parrot head. I mean, you know, you can be a part of any social network or artist fan club that you want. So, you know, you can continue to do your good works with PHIP and or in your local parrot head club. Um, and also on this level, we're going to have, I guess we need to talk about how it's going to be structured before we get into this, the possible, um, charitable works. Oh, okay. I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we have in mind is, uh, first of all, there would be no membership dues for this. And you may wonder why there's no membership dues. Well, we're really only going to be providing information. Uh, we are going to, uh, charge each club itself, uh, a minimal amount, like maybe $25 a year, just to be listed and part of the network. Um, but the members themselves will not have to pay a fee to us. I guess if uh, the club leader in that area, for some reason, sees a need to charge a membership, I guess they could, but that's not going to be our um, uh, concern. We have the idea to divide the country into about 10 regions. We're, we're still working on that. Um, each region will have uh, an ambassador, I suppose, a, a leader who will uh, more or less contact folks in that area, uh, the club leaders who want to step forth and, you know, have their own club in their, their area. Um, then those club leaders will pretty much run it themselves we will offer a lot of uh, resources, uh, but mostly just informational. It's not going to be financial or anything like that. And, and as I said, each region leader will more or less assist those people. These are all volunteers, um, but, uh, again, towards the goal of in increasing the number of Trop Rock performances throughout the country and, uh, you know, getting the people together who can do that. Yeah. And when speaking about club leaders, I, I don't know that I would call them leaders. I might, I would probably say organizer, um, because our goal is to, um, have as many organizers as possible. You know, currently, um, you know, our paired head clubs are restricted by uh, geographical distance and, that's not anything we're, we're not going to have a whole lot of rules. Um, if any, so if one town wants to have, uh, um, if there's a, you know, organizer in one town, um, and they want to start their own social club in their town, it's perfectly acceptable for the next town over to also start their club. Um, even you know, if they we, are only 10 or 15 miles apart, even if they're only 10 or 15 miles apart, you know, if you, if you have, you know, one club in town a, and there's 15 of them and you have, you know, a club five, 10 miles down the road and there's 15 of them and they, you know, don't want to drive that distance on a Thursday night after having a few margaritas at happy hour, you know, they don't have to, if they want to get together, you know, uh, you know, every couple of months and do something together, or if there's an artist that happens to be touring through, or if they want to get together and, organize um uh, a, 
a show for an artist that's touring through, they can work together on that. But that will, you know, be something that they determine on a club level. That's not going to be something um, that will, you know, tell them they have to do or, you know, even assist with. You know, we're going to offer tutorials on how to do things. But, you know, every club organizer is going to be responsible for their club. Yeah, and I I want to emphasize that this um, is in no way at all connected to the Trap Rock Music Association. Um, I know a lot of people have asked that. And when Jerry or any of the rest of us use the term Trap Rock, we are not referring to the clearly defined genre. We are referring to the community of musicians, which most definitely includes people like Eric Erdman, Drop Dead Dangerous, Brendan Mayer, um, they're just part want, of our community. Yeah, just want to make that clear that when we use the term trop rock, we are not excluding anybody who is accepted by our fan base. So That's correct. Um, I'm not sure if this was the next thing you were going to go over, but uh, maybe we could share some of the ideas that we have talked about. Or Yeah. Um, it's your yeah. show, dude. I'm just okay. kind of, I'm just kind of right. seeing it. That's all. Well, we told you about one half of, of that, which was the local networks, the local clubs. The other half of that is is uh, we're going to have a, a website, and uh, this website is going to be the resource that, that actually puts everybody together, or at least that's the goal of it. The first thing we're going to have on this website is, is a list of all the clubs and a contact person so that someone who wants to be a part of this network they'll know who the closest one is to them or wherever they want to be. Um, there'll also be a virtual club too. Uh, another thing we'll have is obviously a list of all the artists who are in the trop rock genre, along with some other independent artists, um, so that clubs, anybody could go to this website and, and then have, uh, you know, the information they need to contact these artists. It'll be divided, uh, by, by state, um, so that you can easily see what um, uh, what's available nearby. Um, we're going to also have a list of house concerts, um, which will be on this website, and also divide you know listed by state. Uh, a list of venues listed by state, um, radio stations, uh, radio shows. We're going to have those all listed. Uh, we will also even offer up a um, a chance for fans who want to step up and maybe host a touring um, musician performer uh, w- with a place to stay when they're in the area. Um, yeah, I think that what everybody needs to understand that this social organization, the social club that we're you know working on, is not strictly beneficial to the fans. It's also beneficial to the artists. Um, you know, when the artists are preparing their tours, um, you know, trying to find venues sometimes is difficult. I know Dad gets a lot of calls um, from artists saying, hey, I'm going to be in the area. Can you hook me up with a venue? So as a fan, um, I think that we kind of should help them and provide them with some venue locations in our area, our individual areas. And the artists can go and look at the venue section and know the venues that are available along their route. And, or, you know, they could 
alternate their route and so that they can come to you. Um, that's some way we can help them um, with venues and then also the lodging. Those are big things for our artists and most especially the lodging. That's a unique um, feature of our community is that our artists, we get to know the artists because the artist stays, they stay with us and, you know, they, they're not just on the stage. They're in the crowd with us after the show and, you know, drinking with us at the next bar, the after party or staying in our homes. And so this is an opportunity for the fans to step up as well. Uh, yes. And there were a few other things, uh, that we'll have, uh, on this website, um, a list of musicians, not just performers, but, um, I mean, not just the name of the act, but uh, uh, guitarists, bass players, drummers, keyboard players, sound and light uh, folks. So that if a musician is or if a performer is uh, on a tour through an area and needed uh, the services of folks like that, they would be able to contact them. Um, we'll even have travel agents on here um, and because a lot of travel agents are involved in the trop rock uh, genre uh, you know organizing trips that have uh, musicians on them and going to places that we all like to go uh we'll have a list of events and again divided by state so that you can if you're a trop rock artist you can look and see uh what events are going on that you might you know want to make a pitch to them about having your performance there um and then last but not least daniel alluded to it uh tutorials to kind of give you some help in how to do some things that we, because of experience, have been doing for a long time. And maybe somebody who starts a club wants to help but doesn't know exactly what to do. We we think the tutorials will, will really get them in uh, some information that they need. And I want to um, go back to the individual local clubs. Um, on the website, um, all the clubs will be listed, and there will be um, a direct link to individual clubs' websites. And the websites will be hosted through the main um, website. So that's what your club fee, your yearly club fee, will actually just be towards maintaining um, the website. So on each link, you will, as a leader or whoever you determine in your social club, will have access to your particular website in order to update and um, put all your information. When you meet, you know, what, you know, y'all's theme is or, you know, what your purpose is individually as a local club. And that kind of ties into um, what people have been asking about the charitable aspect. Um we will not be um, competing uh, for the most money um, donated to our clubs. We will not be competing um, with our community service hours. But at a club level, if you want to create a, a nonprofit, you can, and it will be fully your responsibility to take care of it. And if you choose not to, which our club will not, will choose not to. We will continue the community service and the charitable works we do, but we already are the ones that it comes out of our pocket and we give directly to individuals. And so that money is already not tax deductible, um, you know, for us giving it out. And it's, it's a lot of work to have a charitable organization when we feel, you know, 
if we give to the back to school backpacks, we buy the backpacks, we organize the school supplies and everybody does one. And you're talking about a nominal expense for a good cause um, or walking for your Alzheimer's, your local Alzheimer's walk, those type of things are things that we're going to do as a social club that do not need to be charities, you know? So if you want to, on a club level, start a 501c3 or a 501c7 or whatever it is, you can do that. But you also do not have to do that. You, as a club can, you know, or a social leader can determine that or your members can determine what works best for you. Um, you can, and this is not charitable, uh, but say you want to have a house concert or, you know, or you want to um, have some type of concert in your area and you want to get together with a couple of other clubs, you would pull your money together. Say, you know, it's basically a house concert concept. If you have a hundred people, you know, everybody would pay ten, twenty dollars, depending on, you know, who you're hiring or if you're a full band, hiring a full band or whatever, you everybody would pull their money and pay for the artists to come through. So, you know, each club is responsible financially for what they choose to do. But it is entirely possible if you want to keep it low key and low stress that you do not have to exist as a legal entity. That is correct. Correct, Jerry? That is correct. Yeah. So if you want to get wild and crazy and super detailed, have at it. But yeah. if you just want to get together with friends once a month and And that's what we're gonna do here in our town. That's what we're yeah. gonna do. We have a we already have a question from our studio audience. Oh. The yes. studio audience is the one and only Donnie Brewer. Also, sound engineer for this episode of Trop Rock 101. Donnie asks, is there any uh, requirement for the size of a club? I I think at this time we're saying no. I mean, if it's a club of five people or 5,000, it does not matter. I mean, if uh, the way we see it is this is going to be kind of a merit system, kind of a almost based on a capitalism kind of a structure where if you provide a good club – people want to be a part of it, then it will grow. If you don't, then it'll go out of existence and somebody else can start one. So it doesn't really matter to us. It's kind of a, you know, you know, survival of the fittest in a way, you know, um, if you, if you organize a club and you treat people right and you do fun things, people will come to the, you know, come to the outings. If you don't, then it'll just wither and die. So I think that goes back to our community, um, really what our community is about and is the relationships we make. If, you know, certainly with the community we have now, um, the people that are leaders, they're, they're already fr- going to choose to be leaders. They're already friends with a lot of people. They've created these connections. They're, you know, willing and wanting to have more people join our community and join our circle of family. And so I think that those people are going to be really successful. And, you know, but if you decide to be a leader and and you don't organize things, then, you know, somebody else can step up as that leader, you know. Jerry, let me ask you this. Um, I haven't seen it put this direct or this blunt, but sooner or later, somebody's going to ask this question. What's in it for you organizing all this? What's in it for me? Well, uh, just this music that I love, I'd like to see it grow and continue on it, you know. Someday I can look back and if this thing has grown and, you know, is is more successful than it is now, then I, I will feel 
you know, sense of, you know, accomplishment, satisfaction. I think there's a lot of talented people out there that are not getting hurt or not getting hurt enough. Um, and I'd like to see that grow. I mean, I'm, I, I can look back on where it was back in 1989 and look what it is now. And I get a sense of satisfaction from that, but I, we don't you know, see any pickle buckets anymore. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know, I like 20 years from now, this thing to be just huge. You know, that's, that's what I get out of it. And I think without any limitations on this, as far as um, requirements and rules and, you know, as much as I love being a parrot headed, I will always be a part of the parrot head nation. Um, it's very limiting. I think in this sense, we can, we have the potential for more growth. Um, but that does not, that is, uh, does not mean that we're not also going to say, Hey, you know, we're going to meeting in the minds in October. You should totally come with us. You love this lifestyle. Are you a member of a parrot head club? You know, this is just to give us more options and each local club, um, and similar to what our parenthood club now is, we, we have our own control already, so let's not limit ourselves by the standard of what PHIP is. And uh, today is Saturday, July 24th, as we're recording this, this podcast. No, today is Saturday, July 25th. Yes, I'm an idiot, as usual. So tomorrow... Jerry Diaz is a genius. Yes, this episode will be coming out on July 26th. Um, Jerry, do we have a target date when people could expect a name for this thing? Yeah, I think uh, by this time next week, uh, we should have a name maybe sooner, but I would definitely within the next five to seven days. So we've already, you know, we're, we're working on some things and we're just letting them simmer right now and uh, uh whatever it is we come up with i i, I think folks are going to like it uh it's going to really describe what we're trying to do so. and what's a in your mind a longer timeline that people when do you imagine people could actually be signing up for this and starting their own local chapter uh, maybe 30 days no by the end I mean, of end of august yeah i think so i think that's a realistic timeline Cool. And, you know, uh, another goal, we, we, we've kind of kicked it around, it's something to shoot for, is we would like to have a national event uh, similar to Meeting of the Minds. I don't know if it'll be in Key West, but it could be. And uh, we're going to work towards that. It may take a year or two to get to that point, but who knows? It's most definitely not going to happen in 2020. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, do you have anything to uh, to add before we close this out? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, you know, I'm excited about this new endeavor. Yeah, I hope everybody else is excited. And uh, I would love to see, the, you know, the community grow and us add more artists, add more friends, add more family. Yeah, yeah and I, I want to give Jerry the last word here, but I do want to tell everybody, um, well, if you have input here, if you have input for Jerry or any of the rest of us, please email us or at least send a Facebook message. Absolutely. At this point, it is impossible for any of us to keep up with Facebook comments. You can have the best idea in the world, but if you put it in a Facebook comment, there's a good chance we're going to miss it. So please email or at least Facebook message us with your input. Yeah, um, for sure. And I want to reiterate, this is going to be a club that's, run by the members not top 
down. It's definitely going to be, we're just going to provide the framework basically and the, and the information. And then we, we want folks to run it themselves. Uh, we're not going to require that you report anything to us really. Uh, we may check in with, uh, the regional leaders from time to time, but we really want this to be a club that, uh, Members run. There's a lot of people already doing some of the things that we're talking about. There, I mean, there are people who have done it over the years. Um, maybe didn't get any support from. Um, they did it within the, the the framework of PHIP, which was probably not the best idea at the time. But now with this with this network, it will be exactly what we're looking for. So, all right. So uh, it's a new chapter. Uh, really more like a new book i think <laughs> for for the uh for the community moving forward and uh personally i can't think of anybody better to kind of be the captain for this first little first chapter or two at least of the new book than uh jerry diaz so uh anyway check it out if you want to get in touch with jerry he's email is jerry at jerry um and uh, anything else that we need to tell people about real quick? Contact info. There's no website to share with you yet. So maybe maybe in a couple of weeks I'll uh, try to get back over here and we can record an update. So, uh, And always uh, check Facebook. Yeah, check Facebook. So anyway, uh, thank you all for your uh, support you. of the artist and our community and this really weird, unique family. And uh, thanks for listening to the Trop Rock 101 podcast. Viva Agave.